Hi, welcome to the Drama Free Living Podcast. I'm Dennis McEntee, and I'm here with me, Lisa. I'm here too. I, I love doing these things with you, Lisa. They're they're a lot of fun. You know, the best thing about the doing these podcasts together is that it really stirs up some deep levels of communication on topics that we probably wouldn't spend the time to talk over um, and to discuss and to dive deep into. But because we're doing these podcasts, we are sharing it with you, talking with you, and actually taking the time to have some deep, meaningful communication. Yeah, it's, it's almost like, I mean, you know, the teacher becomes the, the student. You know, so if you need a recipe for a better marriage, start doing a podcast together. <laughs> Maybe not, but. Well, it, it maybe it's different because uh, you and I were doing business together. We're doing life together. We're, we're we're doing everything together. And so it's super important for us to talk through what's going on internally because there is so much, all, all areas of our life flow together and we need to be able to communicate. Yeah. So, so it comes to, I guess, this next session, we wanted to keep on this vein. Uh, the last podcast on the last episode, we we went out and surveyed some of our leadership roundtable coaching participants that have been with us in the coaching program and just really asked them the question, when it comes to communicating with your spouse, what's the biggest challenge for you? And we got, some, we got a lot of great challenges that, that people are kind of dealing with, Lisa. So what, what's the one we want to cover today? So this one is called, is stated, talking about money, talking about time, feeling like we both aren't receiving credit with the other for how we're helping the family. There's a, there's a lot in that. Yeah, You know, and I think a lot of it kind of comes back from like, sort of like our past, mm-hmm. right? And if we're not careful, we bring our past into the present. We always bring our past into the present. There's not any way not to. But it's I, the it's what aspect of your past are you bringing in, and how much have you processed through the past? Because you can never get rid of your past. You can only change your perspective and how it has um, changed you. Yeah, and so and, and a lot of it kind of comes down to like these stories that we tell ourselves, mm-hmm. the stories that kind of go on, you know, in our head. Maybe like I, I see. I see you do something or hear you say words. Maybe we're talking about money and I hear you say something. And then I immediately go back to this place, maybe where I was wounded at eight years old. And I put you in the place of my mother and I'm thinking like, gosh, I'm like an eight-year-old. Sorry, man. mom. <laughs> I mean, she probably listens to this, doesn't she? Know I have her. no idea. <laughs> but, you know, but I kind of go back to that place and I tell myself this story and all of a sudden that's why I start maybe at times act like an eight-year-old or people act like a child because they go back to those places. There's this, there's this law of firsts. And when you, when something happens to you or you experience it for the first time, what your perception uh, is of that and your reaction and the environment, that's, you tend to take that with you through life. And so when that, when a similar situation happens, you go back to the emotions of that very first time that it happened. And so it's, you just have to really watch, okay, when was that first time? What happened that first time? And what do I do with that? Yeah. Cause, cause I think there's a lot of these maybe triggering events in our life that we haven't processed through. Now, Lisa, a book that you and I have been going through that's been really helpful is adult children of alcoholics, mm-hmm. right? Not that our, our parents weren't alcoholics, but there were certain things that we experienced that that book really kind of related to us and really helped us process through. 
Yeah. And it's, it really is. um, If you grew up in a home where either one or both of your parents or primary caregivers were either emotionally or physically unavailable, then you tend to have developed these characteristics and traits as a result of just survival. And so your outlook on the world has become through these lenses. And so it's been, it's been very eye-opening and very freeing and saying that is those are, those are some aspects that we've brought into our adulthood. We've been married for 30 years, but yet sometimes I still relate like, Hey, you know, I'm 14 years old. Yeah. And, and I think really learning to kind of catch ourselves before we step in and and say things, but also, you know, having understanding for each other and giving each other grace a little bit when maybe you do step into it, that I don't overreact or I don't react out of that, or you don't react out of that. If I step into that and really giving each other space and realizing, gosh, you know what? We're both human. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We, We both have issues and really learning to give each other grace. And I think one thing, Lisa, that you've done really well throughout the years is this whole concept of we're on the same team. Yeah. Well, and you have too. We have both worked on that and you've done a great job too, is that we are, we may play different positions, you know, like in soccer, you could have a right wing and you could have a striker, completely different sides of the field. But um, ultimately you're on the same team while your jobs are different. The goal is the same. And I think if you don't, really kind of get that really clear with your spouse and have those kind of conversations, then that's where you start to get a little adversarial. Mm -hmm. Because my position is right. My way is right. The way I, the way I deal with money and the way I deal with time is right. Yeah. And then you come into conversations, say about money or about time, and then your goal is to win, Mm -hmm. right? I'm trying to win. And all of a sudden, if I'm trying to win over you or try to prove my point or try to be right, right? Then I'm no longer on the same team. Now all of a sudden we're an adversary. I'm going to prove, I'm going to overpower you. I'm going to show you why you're wrong, you know, show you why I'm right. And then all of a sudden we, we create this drama in our relationships that really is unnecessary. Right. And relationships really are truly just a game of give and take, like soccer, like a right wing to a striker. It's a give and take. Sometimes you're going to have the ball. Sometimes I'm going to have the ball. We're each going to carry different weights, different responsibilities. And sometimes we are both going to do the same thing and we will get to there, the goal to the end in a completely different fashion, because there is not a right way to do something. There's just a different way now. Okay. You know, talking about taxes and IRS, there are certain things that there is absolutely (laughs) a right way to do it, but there are very few things in life that there is only one way to do it. And there's not necessarily a right way. It's just a different way. And, and that is, Super important because to me, the way I do things is the right way. And that's why I do it that way. And the way you do things, well, that's the right way. It's a hundred percent the right way for you, Dennis. And that's what I appreciate about you is you are so passionate about the way you do things because for you, that's the right way. It's the best way. It's the most effective way. And I do things for me. The reason I do things the way I do is it's the right way for me. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I think this whole idea sometimes of like, you know, there's not a right or wrong. It's like, we both can be right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's like a, that's a big thought. 
It's like, huh, we both can be right. There's not a right or wrong. It's not a binary, you know, answer, yes or no, right or wrong. It's like, no, it's both right. And I think a lot of this comes down to when we think about time and money, it becomes like how we navigate through conflict. Yes. And really understanding that conflict is not bad. No, conflict is necessary. it, It absolutely is. And conflict happens when stakes are high. So when we think about our money, stakes are high. We think about where we spend our time, stakes are high, right? Opinions vary, right? You and I, we have varying opinions about a lot of different things, right? And when we're very passionate about what we believe, and we're very, both of us are very passionate about what we believe. And so that's sort of what makes these conflicts, sometimes they can kind of escalate, but really, you know, we've just learned how to how to fight a little bit and how to, how to have the right dialogue and how, how to dialogue correctly. And then, you know, you're going to have differences about where you spend money, how we spend money, uh, how we spend time, where we spend our time, what you want to do for free time, what I want to do for free time. And understanding that both of us can be right in stepping in and having the conversation. And, you know, what's really important with that is, okay, how you, how you spend your money um, or, or not spend your money and how you spend your time when you're in a relationship and your time and your money are intricately woven together, sitting down and thinking, okay, what is the ultimate goal? And agreeing on basically the rules of conflict, agreeing on what the ultimate goal is um, for your time. So we sit down, Dennis and I sit down and we think, okay, our ultimate goal for our time um, when we're not working, our free time is we we want to carve out time for, for exercise. We want to carve out time to just be together and date each other. We want to carve out time to develop relationships with friends and develop um, a community around us and, or, and to, and to pour into that community. And we also want to um, develop our relationships with our family and we'll sit down. And those are, those are our goals. So then when it comes down to a, okay, let's talk about our time and what we're doing with our time, we know the direction we're headed and then we can eat, we can discuss together, okay, what is the path that we're going to take to get to each of those? And then we come to a compromise because ultimately, does it really matter how you get there? The point is just that you get there. I mean, if you're agreed on a common destination, who cares if you're, you know, if you're going to take the river or you're going to take the interstate? I don't know. Sometimes I care. Yeah. Well, okay. That, <laughs> that is a hundred percent true. But if you can agree that ultimately the goal is, is to get to the end, then you can compromise on the path. Yeah. Cause, it, cause if you're on the same page with the goal, sometimes the how-to really doesn't matter. And so our encouragement is like, is really get some rules for conflict, get some rules for discussion. I mean, one of our key rules, Lisa, I remember when we first got married, I I told her, I told you, it's, you know, if you ever decide to leave, just tell me where we're going because I'm coming with you. And because of that, I can go anywhere the heck I want and he's just going to follow. <laughs> well, and you, well, you know, not it, really. Well, and almost like it's like, hey, this is a life sentence in a sense. Not really a life sentence. It's it is a lifetime team commitment. It it absolutely. So we're gonna and so we just have to figure this out. 
because we we have we can decide what our life is going to be like. We can decide what level of joy and what level of peace. We can decide what level of camaraderie we can we're going to have, and we can decide if we enjoy living under the same roof or if we don't. And they're all choices, and it's all just the perspective you take. And so you know you have to sit down and think, okay, what perspective do I have right now? Am I looking at the glass half full or the glass half empty? And do I really truly want to live my life looking at a glass half empty? I mean, is that really truly what I want for my life? Do you want to live your life looking at the glass half full or half empty? Yeah. And so when you think about these issues and these differences, it's probably more half full than it is half empty. It's just how you look at it. Now, Lisa, you know what I love is that these questions came out of the leadership roundtable. And you know, what I love about the coaching program is that it's eight to 10 people meeting every quarter and they don't just talk about their professional issues, growing their organization, um, problems with team members and, and how to grow an organization. But we're also talking about like, how do you grow your marriage and grow your family? And almost like, how can you have your cake and eat it too? And what about your health and your wellness? And all of the different, every aspect of life. And it really encompasses all these aspects because if you have challenges in one area, it's going to show up in other areas. And so we really want to help people become like holistically just who they were created to be. And what's really interesting, what's very cool, it's not just a coaching program. It's not, it's not Dennis or, you know, one of our coaches on up front, just as a talking head, it's a very synergistic relationship where everyone takes the time. We take the time for each person to share what their challenges are. And then for everyone in the room to give their perspective, because that is so much more of a healthy way to look at something, because I can only see what's straight ahead of me. I cannot see past my peripheral and I can't see behind me. But if I'm in a room with people and I'm sharing what I see straight ahead, they can see the 360 for me. And that's what each of these, these, these leaders uh, do in, in our uh, leadership roundtable. Yeah, so it's fascinating. It's kind of this collaborative environment. Super collaborative environment. Right, where everybody is focused on how do you simplify your life and then multiply your growth. And there's no, and there's not a dog in the fight. Like nobody really has a dog in the fight. If you have a dog in the fight, then you're going to pull for what you want because it's your dog. But if you don't have a dog in the fight and you're looking at somebody else's fight, it's so much easier to um, see the the full unaltered perspective. Yeah. And so this question about communicating about money and time with with your spouse, this came out of the round table. Mm -hmm. And so we thought we'd just take a minute and just share some of our thoughts, maybe give you some strategies that you can take very practically and go use today. And if you're looking for a way to simplify your life and multiply your growth in a collaborative environment, then our leadership round table is probably a great opportunity to have that experience. So just reach out to us through the website and uh, we can get you some more information. Lisa, do you have any Do you have anything else? I do. I do. We've got the second part of this statement. And, you know, I think it's, I think there's a high value in going, kind of digging into this. Let's do it. And it's feeling like we both aren't receiving credit for the other, for how we're helping the family. 
So, so tell me, tell me what are your, what's your initial reactions? When you- so I completely hundred percent get this because there are times that Dennis is gone and I, and he'll be out of town and he'll come back in town and I will have worked super hard, whether it's just getting, getting fun things ready for us to do over the weekend or the house, making sure it's just a, an atmosphere of, of just relaxation or, you know, doing the dishes or the laundry or whatever else. Um, and he'll come in and he'll be so consumed in what has just happened in his life and being tired that he may not necessarily see the the little touches that I've put on. And it's been the same thing for me. I've been gone out of town and I'll come back and he will have worked super hard. And the whole time, Dennis is thinking, I'm doing this because I want Lisa to come home to something. I just want to bless her. I want her to come home to a, a beautiful environment. I want us to be able to have the next couple of days to just enjoy ourselves and not have to think about all of these projects that are just part of the day-to-day maintenance of life. And I may not even notice it. And I we've done that before. And I've um Dennis has come home and he might not have noticed and I felt rejection or I felt put aside or I felt less than. And I know he has too. He's come home and he's worked, he's spent hours just setting the stage for us to have an enjoyable time together. And I don't notice, and he has felt that all of everything that he did did was just taken advantage of. And we discovered when we started to feel that, it's like, wait a minute, stop. What's really going on here? Really what's going on is not that I'm feeling rejected. Really what's going on is that I didn't feel respected or praised or noticed for the work that I put in. I didn't feel thanked. And I can feel as a result that I've been taken advantage of. And the way we solve this is we just agreed to both toot our own horns. There is absolutely nothing wrong with tooting your own horn when it's in the right environment. Not that you're going to be this um, come in and it's all about me. But when if I come in the room, if I come home after being out of town and Dennis has worked hard just specifically the, for, for the purpose to bless me, if he truly wants to bless me and if he truly did this all for me, then for him not to let me know would be like him not giving me that blessing and him not showing me everything that he presented. It's like it's like saying, hey, I'm going to prepare a five-course meal for you and then sitting down and never giving it to me. And so when I come home, he said, hey, did you notice how, how nice the kitchen looks? Or, hey, did you see these flowers? Or did you notice that I trimmed all the bushes? Um, just all these different things. Or, hey, I bought pedals for the bike so we can go on a ride tomorrow. And then I can sit back and I can thank him and I can praise him and I can revel in that. Wow, that just really made my day. Well, and I think it goes back to, I mean, people go into drama. It's sort of this tragic expression of an unmet need. And one of the big needs that people have is the need to feel appreciated and feel respected. Mm-hmm. And so you have that need. So, so say like, you know, I come in and I don't notice that the, the house is immaculate, right? And you have this need and then I don't say anything. And then you just act out of it. Well, wouldn't it be just much 
healthier, just like you said, just coming say, hey, you know, I have this need for being appreciated and just sharing and having this conversation with me and almost like you step into it first instead of waiting. Right. Instead of waiting for your needs to get met, it's like you're going to be proactive and go out and share with me what those needs are. And, and just like, you know, both of us are very busy. And so sometimes we just are not aware of those needs. And it's super helpful to know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really appreciate when, when you tell me that because, because then I get a chance to appreciate and show respect and, and show love about, you know, and so our encouragement is don't get your, don't keep your needs hidden. Absolutely. And also if, if I, if he, if I come home and Dennis has said, Hey, I did all this and this and this. And I did this for you because I was looking forward to being with you. And I just wanted to just prepare a place for you to just feel happy. Trust me, that goes so far into just developing a deep, loving, trusting relationship. And then don't feel me receiving that feedback and him saying, Hey, I did all this for you. And I just want you look, look at this room and look at this meal that I prepared and look at these plans. I, I planned a special date night. Look at these things that I prepared for you. It's very easy for me to be like, Oh man, I'm such a heel. I didn't even notice and beat myself up for it, but no, absolutely not. That's not the spirit of what we're doing here. The spirit is wow. That is so amazing. Thank you so much for thinking of me. Thank you for putting me before you for spending all that time. And this is not just in a marriage relationship. This can be with your kids. Your kids need to know, hey, I spent all of this time just working hard for you and um, and allowing them to, uh, to appreciate you for it. Yeah. So we, we just want to encourage you. Listen, you have needs. Share with, the, share with your spouse. Get them out in the open and be proactive and get your own needs met in a healthy way. Don't look to other people to get those needs met. Don't wait for them to get met. Put them out there. Be proactive. You have them. We all have them. God has created us that way. And so be proactive with them. Get them out there and have these conversations because we want you to have a drama-free marriage. You're listening to the Drama-Free Living Podcast and a big part of drama-free living is drama-free relationships. Lisa, any last parting thoughts? Um, You know what? Don't go with unmet expectations. Just if you have an expectation or in other words, a need, go ahead and voice it. And it doesn't, you don't have to get into the emotion of it and the negative emotion of it. If you just share it as this is just how I feel. It's not a bad or good. A feeling is a feeling. And and it's okay because we're human. Awesome. Listen, we'll see you next time on the Drama Free Living Podcast.